Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're about to bring in a guy now. Doing some big things. Never back down. Out on DVD as we speak. It's out there. Make sure you get your hands on it. Never back down. No surrender. Get your hands on it right now. We're about to bring in a guy who's the star of it. Let's bring him in now. Actor and one of the stars that never backed down. No surrender. Michael Jai White. Michael. Yeah. How you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Michael, you're doing big things with Never Back Down, No Surrender, out on DVD right now. You're beating people up again, man. Tell us, what can we expect this time around? Well, this is, uh, this is I'm, I'm very proud of this movie, okay? Uh, one aspect of the movies I like to do is, if it's, a, if it's an action movie, if you take the action out of it, it's still a good movie, you know? So... That's one of the things that I'm proud about with this, this movie because it's much more than uh, a fighting MMA movie. It's really a movie about, you know, relationships and friendships and stuff. So I've been so happy by the response. There are people telling me that they're watching the movie three times in one day. So, um, wow. you know, this is exactly what I, I dreamt of. And, you know, like I, I don't say I'm, I'm super proud about many things that I do because I'm very critical, self-critical, but this one I'm proud of. If anybody likes anything that I've done before, this is going to be their favorite. Let me ask you this now. You're acting. You're also directing. You also directed this film as mm. well. How is it wearing those two yeah. hats? To me, it's very natural. I mean, okay. uh, the most fun I've had on, on, on sets has been things that I've written, directed, and produced and acted in. Like, like, um, it's like uh, Black Dynamite to me was a lot of fun to me because, you know, I created the project. And with this okay. one, it's also uh, a project I created. So for me, I'm, I'm a tough moviegoer. I, I mean, being a fan, I think I'm, you know, my taste was built on some of the best stuff back in the, you know, 70s and 80s, and that's what's in my, in, in, in my mind. You know, I want to do things that kind of remind you of those, like, classic movies. And so... Okay. With with the movies I like, you know, I, I like it to have everything. Action, comedy, romance, drama, all in one movie. Not just giving you a, a fight movie, but, you know, actually, you know, talk about something at the same time. So you're saying pretty much we have the best of all worlds with this particular movie. Well, I mean, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. You know, look at the reviews. The reviews have been amazing. Because, you know, people go into... You know, to you know, crack a beer open and watch a kick kick behind movie, you know. But they're they're realizing they're getting much more than just a you know an action movie. So and you know, it don't take a whole a, a huge budget to engage people. So I mean, that's I'm I'm very happy about it. Like I said, I'm I'm very proud of this movie. How real are the fight scenes? As real as you're probably ever going to get. There's some there's some scenes where they're not choreographed because 
Okay. Josh Barnett is the is the most decorated heavyweight ever in MMA. And so we both are sometimes sparring just like, you know, I mean, it's improv, you know. So, right. you know, it could be dangerous in certain levels, but I want to give back. I mean, I've been fighting all my life, and so has Josh. So there's, there's no excuse for us not to be able to bring our expertise in and, you know, and just show it. You know, I think uh, it's something that you're not going to see very often. And almost every technique you see in this movie are techniques that have happened. A lot of movies you look at, you know, it's like certain things would never happen in real life. But this is every bit of these, these fighting techniques are real life. So let me ask this, man. I heard you guys shot this whole movie in Thailand. How was that? That was great. It was a challenge, but um, it, it was it was something we did it in 18 days. I you know it, I had to get down there like over a month ahead of time and find the locations and create them and everything. Um, but uh, it was a little rough being that it was hot. <laughs> you know, it was like in you know Thailand in June and July is really hot. And Josh and I had to do a fight scene when it was about 100. 120 degrees outside and wow. so we're inside under hot lights and and they're like little air conditioning so that was one of the toughest fight scenes we, we ever did ever so the toughest one of your career yeah i believe that that had to be the toughest one in our in my career because between takes the producer who's you know who is like a consummate like uh coach dad you know, his, 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 he, has, he has a son that played football his whole life and, and, you know, just graduated from Yale football, you know. He, luckily, this guy knows so much about, um, you know, training and all that. He, he was a guy who was also a competitive, you know, competitor. He had towels soaked in ice and would wrap us in the towels between takes just to get our body temperatures back down. So wow. this was this was like like a real fight, like under real hot lights and stuff. And see, whereas a regular fight happens within like an hour, this we're doing these fight scenes for like eight hours straight. Jeez, jeez, yeah. So it's, so it was man versus man, and also man versus nature. Yeah, so it was really really rough because you know usually when you, you do a, a strenuous fight scene. You go to rest in your trailer afterwards. But I couldn't do that because I had to direct the rest of the movie. Right. So I didn't get a break. So, wow. You know, I had to do the, the most fight scenes in the movie and still stay up and, you know, have to have, to have the wherewithal to direct the rest of the day, you know, and get a little bit of sleep and come back and do it all again the next day. But That's why you I, make that tell you, it, it, it was worth it. It was worth it. Right. We're yeah. talking to one of the stars that never backed down, no surrender, actor Michael Michael Jai White. And let me ask you this, man. I mean, you, you got a black belt in seven different martial arts styles. I mean, that's just flat-out ridiculous. When's the last time you got into a fight, a real fight? Oh, it's been a long time. Um, you know, I know it happened in Wilmington, North Carolina. I don't want to go into details because I don't know how long the statute of limitations <laughs> or, you know, kind of last. But it really doesn't happen very often. 
Um, but uh, I, I mean, I gotta say that had to have been about seven years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I kind of thought that I would be challenged a lot. You know, when I got into this business of being being an actor, I thought there would be tough guys out there challenging you. But the strange thing that I I was to find out is that I think the the roughest thugs um, and gangsters embrace me, like okay. you know, you know, kind of extraordinarily. They, you know, I mean, the the thug element seems to consider me one of their own, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I know I'm deviating from where the story, but I have a funny story that happened about six years ago when I was. I still go everywhere. I, you know, I don't, I don't travel with bodyguards or anything like that. And a cousin of mine wanted me to go to, uh, wanted me to talk to this guy who had an idea for a movie, and he lived right, he lived in the projects. This is in Brooklyn. And um, I go to the projects, and you know, there are people who are thinking that, oh, oh my God, are you, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm coming to talk to somebody. No, normally, I know how to disarm people by just talking to them regularly, and you know, and they, they kind of, you know, figure, you know, they kind of fall into it. Well, when I came back down, there was a crowd waiting for me outside because a lot of people couldn't believe I was there. And uh, and there was these these three thugs, real rough kind of cats, talking to me afterwards. And, you know, what I, what I tend to do is I put the intention on them. They, they, they're like, oh, man, I can't believe you're here. And I ask, well, how you doing? What you up to today? You know, and they, they went and told me that, yeah, well, you know, we, we're about to go, you know, to this, this place. There was, there was some concert that was going on, and there's some overflow parking lot that people park at. And they went, you know, the guy just didn't, didn't think anything, but he told me about, well, we're going to be posted up at this overflow parking lot, and we're going to catch people slipping. And, and you know, we, and he said, you know, we're going to get that money. And so then it, yeah, I was thinking, oh, this is, they're going to rob people. Then he asked, oh, man, one of them had a great idea that you should come with us because nobody's going to, you know, people will come out of their pockets real quick when they see you with us. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're asking me to go rob people with you. <laughs> and this is for real. And so I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, like, you know, but I finally I said, um, don't you think I'd be a little, you know, conspicuous? You know, people, all they have to do is say the guy, the guy from Spawn robbed me. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, man. But, but then I know, I know they ain't going to play with you, man. They're just, you know, just, I said, well, maybe another time. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that to me was like, I was strangely flattered by that. Right. And, and instead of looking at me as a mark, they looked at me as a peer, <laughs> you know. So the thugs love. Yeah, I guess so. It's a, it's, a, it's a it's a weird thing that I didn't I didn't think that would happen, but that that tends to be what happens with me. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if I'm a fight, I got to fight you with a gun. I mean, I don't think anybody would be smart enough to or stupid enough to fight you. Uh, hand-to-hand combat, i got to fight you with a gun. Yeah, but, you know, I think, honestly think my fighting days, you know, my street fighting days are probably over because there's no reason. Right. You know, there's, 
you know, especially if I brought some entertainment to you, and I, I tend to, I think I represent, uh, I think I represent the uh, alpha male, okay, and, you know, out there in the, in the world. There's not, there's, there's not many representatives that I feel uh, the inner city grows up in, you know, in respects, you know. Uh, I think sure. they see that, you know, because if, if anything, the 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 thug element or the street elements recognize, you know, they recognize their own. So, so I'm real real. Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm embraced by by you know that element more so. I I I, I have deep conversations with that that element mm-hmm. because I was that element growing up. Right. You know. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, man. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking at all these pictures of you, shirt off. I mean, the body is shredded. It's summertime. Everybody wants to know, man, what's the secret? How how do we get a Michael Jai white body? Well, I mean, I that's part of my job. I I feel like if it, if that was part of anybody's job, they do it too. You know, right. I you know I eat right. I think it's. I you know I you know it's about caring about yourself and feeling like you're you're worth having the top health you know having exemplary health. Sometimes if I feel like if you do not feel good about yourself, you're not going to do good things for yourself. You sure. know, so it starts with you feeling that you deserve it, and then. Everything else kind of takes care of itself. You you don't poison your body with like junk food and and drugs and alcohol because I mean I feel amazing. I feel like there's nothing I could do at 22 that I can't do right now. And there's a lot of stuff I can do right now that I couldn't do when I was 22. You wow. know, I mean I, I'm sure I could beat myself. In a race, I run better, and I'm more efficient, physically more efficient than I was in my early 20s, right now. So you like fine wine. So I, you, well, I mean, I don't want to say that about myself, but <laughs> I, I I expected to slow down by now, but for some reason I've been blessed. And right. I, I really think it's because I've, I've remained very happy and and I've continued to um, fulfill the promise to myself that I'm going I'm going to be the best I could be for sure because you know? I mean I remember when it was rough on me and now part of my you know my responsibility is to be in shape for the fans who support me that's the least I could do, you know. No doubt. You know. No doubt. Yeah, it's, yeah. People, people are inspired by me. I feel like there's not a whole lot of role models, in, you know, in in our community. You know, I had role models growing up like Jim Brown and Fred Williamson and Jim Kelly. And you know, right now, you know, I don't see very many alpha black males out there. And you know, this is. This is a responsibility. I, I think of the, the, all the other young me's out there, you know, 
And um, so it's yeah, it's it, it's 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 my duty to okay, you know, give give to them what was given to me. That was my next question, but you answered. Let me ask you this now. I mean, sad news from the mixed martial arts world. Kimbo Slice, you work with Kimbo on Blood and Bones. I mean, and you see the video of you showing Kimbo how to do a, a nice little jab there. But but talk about your time with Kimbo Slice. Well, Kimbo, you know the thing the thing that made him a phenomenon is that you you know just like Rio recognizes Rio, you knew he was a great guy. He was a wonderful person, and and um, and and, and, and that's what I knew. That's what I met. And so I had offered to him, anytime you want me to train with you, you know, you got me, you know. He was a little shy about it at first. But, you know, early on, um, you know, I showed him certain aspects of a lot of mixed martial artists, a lot of guys, you know, kind of got thrust into fighting without learning um, basic, a lot of basics, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, street basketball versus professional basketball. Um, or, you know, when someone, you know, street basketball versus college. There's certain disciplines that you have to learn if you're going to do it in the long run. So this is, you know, Kimbo had the raw heart and physical ability, but he needed to work on um, some of the technical aspects. Right. And so I was willing to work with him on that. That's why, you know, I spent time kind of showing him how uh, to punch without being, um, you know, without being detected. Because when we would spar, he always wondered how he was not able to block my punches and how I was able to see his so clearly well before um, he would, you know, finish throwing it. And so, I mean, you know, it's a certain concept that, you know, that he, he needed to learn, and I was more than happy to, to, to teach him and then teach him on, you know, spend time teaching him in the gym and, and you know, whenever we could get together. For sure, for sure, and it's, it's just it's sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a young man, 42 years old, that's young, and to see him go out like that, it's just a sad, sad story, for sure. Yeah, I mean, just because he's a he's a real good guy, man. It's like I know he was famous for that. I mean, he was. I mean, that's the American dream: somebody who you know lifts himself up by the bootstraps, and literally sure. has to fight their way out of the ghetto. So you know, he was he he was a hero for that. Definitely. You know. Yeah. And. and it's, and the thing is, I mean, you'd be surprised what people or you can do when you have to do it and when you have to, you know, get out of a certain situation. And most definitely he proved that you can get out of your situation if you work hard enough, and he did that. So, you know, you got to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. I want to I ask you this, man. I mean, Muhammad Ali, we lost him uh, last week as well. How do you remember the GOAT, Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali simply was one of the greatest Americans who ever lived. You know, he's wow. he's up there with Martin Luther King. I mean, he transcended boxing like four times over. You know, you know, he's one of the most famous people who ever lived. And I think during his time, he certainly was the most famous person alive. So, I mean, you know, how do you 
look at the magnitude of that. When you say the greatest, is he's one of the greatest, like, of all times, and that's not including boxing. That's just who have ever lived. Definitely. And, and, you know, you, you look at, to me, I look at Muhammad Ali as one of those guys that, you know what, he's not supposed to die. There's just certain guys that just are not supposed to die. They're supposed to be here forever. And to me, Muhammad Ali was one of those guys that was kind of supposed to be here forever. No matter what he was battling, he was supposed to be here forever. You know, it just he, he strikes me as just one well, of those guys who was – go ahead. Well, you're right, and he, and he is, and will be. You know, you think somebody's going to forget about Muhammad Ali? He is here forever. That's true. That's you know, true. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he will always be. I mean, everything he's done is is outliving him. You know. Yeah. He's just one of those people that's going to be. He's going <laughs> to. I I can't imagine another one like him. No. In, no. In so, not so not principle. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you know, there's never been a time you know, that tumultuous anyway where in the wake of people being assassinated by standing up for their rights, I mean, he he put, he put his, his head in the crosshairs. Definitely. Like, like nobody else, defying almost certain death. You know, so, I mean, that, that's, that's boldness. At his, at his height. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And uh, like you said, I don't think there's going to be a, a, another guy that has that type of impact. Not only was he great in the ring, but he was great outside the ring, and he, he stood for something and, and, and tried to make change. So I don't think we're going to see another guy like that ever. I don't, I don't, I agree with you. I don't no, think we're going to see it ever again. Well, yeah, no because I, I think what defines, a, what defines a man is what he will live or die for. For it, sure. It's hard, like, it takes a lot for, especially nowadays, for people to be faced with a life or death situation, or knowing what you will, what you'll, you you will give your life for, because there's not many things in this society that that threatens your life, right? You know, like like it did back then. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, he could have gone any day. You know his his chances, the 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 percent his percentages of being killed behind what you know his statements were like astronomical. You know it's nowadays, you know, nowadays what <laughs> somebody might you know you get a bad tweet. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're 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 totally right, yeah. man. We're, we're we're talking to one of the stars who never backed down, no surrender, actor Michael Jai White. Let me ask you this, man. You know a lot about combat sports, and, and so i got to ask you this. Conor McGregor, there's, there had been talks of him possibly facing Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. From my perspective, it wouldn't be pretty. It's not something I would want to see. How would you view that fight in a boxing ring with boxing rules? How would that fight go for you? That's the most ridiculous notion ever. I mean, it's to, you know, to even that will that will never happen. Conor McGregor is not that stupid. This this, this is a publicity stunt. I don't care if Floyd Mayweather says the fight is on or whatever. Conor cannot possibly be that stupid. 
You know, it's it, it's like it, it, it's like you know an amateur tennis player playing against Serena Williams. You know, that's that's it's just so ridiculous. It when you are a boxer, especially the the most elite boxer who have who has ever lived, and I do say, Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer who ever lived. I don't think there's any disputing of that. You know, really. Um, he's the best technical boxer in, you know, <laughs> like defense, offense, strategically. And then you have a guy who's not even a professional boxer right. to try to fight him. It would take him 15 years to to catch up to Floyd. So, I, you know, I look at it as a political, you know, a publicity stunt. I I love Conor McGregor. I honestly think he has the ability to have been. I, I think he's kind of like in the wake of Muhammad Ali. No one has has been so exciting and been such a a, 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 a lightning rod of of like I, I don't know like trash talk and you know. And, there's been such a vibrant character since Muhammad Ali than Conor McGregor. And I just Definitely. hate to see him continue to make mistakes. He, I, I, hate, I even hate to see him fight, um, you know, uh, fighting Diaz again. You know, he's got to fight people his own way. That's why there are weight classes. He, he's, I, I, think, I think he's already been damaged quite a bit. And I'd hate to see him get damaged more. He's, he's really putting MMA on the map in a big way. And he, sure. he's got to stop the craziness. So to, uh, so just so we're clear, it, it would be absolutely positively crazy if he were to ever face Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. It, it, it'd, be, it'd be just ridiculous. It, it's, okay. the, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard as far as a possible battle. To, to such okay. a point, I've, I state my reputation on is that will never ever happen. There's okay. no way. Only, only people who not. don't know fighting could uh, look at it as a possibility because they they really don't realize the the magnitude of ridiculousness that would go along with that. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it. It's it's stupid. Just the dumbest thing ever. You know, I mean, so let me Conor, ask you Conor couldn't, go ahead. yeah, Conor couldn't fight any professional. No, yeah, Conor's yeah. not, not. I mean, he's sparred. He with like a few pros that are not even in the elite leagues, and he cannot fight with them. Oh, I mean, I, I know I train with um with at Freddie Roach's gym. If he can't fight the average guy in Freddie Roach's gym, he's not going to fight the best. Boxer who's ever lived. Yeah, no doubt. It, it would. It would be. Yeah. It just wouldn't be pretty. It might end early too. Yeah, and it, and it might. It, it might completely destroy Conor McGregor, who is a really interesting and, and entertaining light in MMA. For sure. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, you we we see you each and every Friday. On own, for better or worse. I mean, my love, my wife loves the show. She loves it a lot. T- 
Talk about what's going on. We're in season five, right? What's what's going on in season five? Well, I can't tell you too much. I mean, I I, I think. Um, wait a minute, season five. Yeah, season five is. I think it's dealing with another romance with uh, the uh, Richard and and Jennifer characters. And so, you know, my my character, and as well as the my my wife's character, um, my uh, you know TV wife's character, we're we're a bit more like referees lately, you know, kind of corralling our, our crazy friends. But we we have a lot more drama coming coming at you in the uh, episodes to come. I'll just I'll just say that, you know. Okay. So. Um, you're going to see a lot more Angela and Marcus fireworks. So let me ask you this. Are we going to see Why Did I Get Married 3? I mean, I like the first one. I love the second one. Can we get the third one? Well, that, that's a Tyler Perry question. That's not a question for me. <laughs> you know, and, and Tyler keeps, keeps his information close to the vet, you know. So you, you, you have nothing for us? You know uh, no, no anything, no inside knowledge of anything? No. <laughs> no, I mean, that, like I said, that's a Tyler Perry question. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I'm not in a position to even speculate on that. Right, right. But would you be open yeah. to something like that? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Those are, okay. That's like working with my friends. That's, All right. I would I would pass over a lot of things to be able to do that. For sure. That was that's like a paid vacation for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we we got never back down, no surrender out. We got for better or worse, we got that flowing as well. What else you got flowing, man? What else is out there for you? Well, I got a movie called Vigilante Diaries. It's an action movie. Um, you know, kind of like uh a little bit like um, a little bit Mission Impossible-ish, kind of with a, with a different, you know, espionage, CIA flow. Uh, it's got Michael Madsen, Danny Trejo, um, you know, Paul Sloan. It's, you know, it's a, it's a fun movie. It was shot in, you know, different parts of Europe, Armenia, uh, you know, in, in L.A. So it's a, it's a fun movie. That'll be coming out, and then I have a movie with uh, myself and Quentin, Quentin Jackson. You know, Quentin Rampage Jackson plays my brother, and uh, my my real life wife plays my my wife in the movie. Uh, okay. It's called Cops and Robbers. Yeah, Cops and Robbers. I'm not sure when it'll be out, but it'll be out this year. Okay. So, I'm, you know, so you I'm, like I'm you like working with your wife? Oh, I love working with my wife. It it, it makes it easy for me because. You know, she's she's a romantic lead with me, and and like what what has what has happened is that, you know, there's like the directors of the movie met her and sees our dynamic, and he he wants that for his movie. So he he okay. asked if we could bring that to the movie because hey, what you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> you know, you know, people tend to like to see us together, so. To me, it's a no-brainer. I guess that's a good you know, thing. I wouldn't mind you, could nasty. you could be What's nasty that? with your wife. You could be nasty with your wife, man, and, and not feel guilty or anything. I mean, that's got to be a great thing. 
Well, and, and, you know, that, you know, some some stuff is left left, you know, personal. That's just private. It ain't gonna be too much of that because we got kids, you know, and yeah, it won't be too much of that. But if somebody sure. wants to see, uh, they want to see the the uh, chemistry between two people who love the hell out of each other. Well, they get to, they get to see that. Right. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. That's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Black love. Yeah. Black love. We don't have a lot of right. that. Right. Right. And then, you know, and I've I've been. The, I mean, it's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me. You know, you can take anything from my career or whatever. And it doesn't it doesn't even come close to what I have the relationship that that I have with my wife. Nothing comes close to that. For sure, for sure. And so mm-hmm. fans, make sure you, you go to Amazon. Make sure you go somewhere. Make sure you pick up this movie. Make sure you get it. Never back down. No surrender. Also, make sure you hit this man up on Twitter at Michael Jai White. Also. Make sure you hit him up on his website, michaeljaiwhite.com. Anything else? Any other place? Well, yeah, uh, it's the official Michael Jai on Instagram. Okay. All right. So hit him up there as well. So you got all these places to see this movie. You got all these places to hit this man up. Make sure you do it and make sure you support all the great things going with actor Michael Jai White. Michael, absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. We'd love to do it again. Thank you, man. I look forward to that. Take care. You too. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.